0: Hi, this is Jen Schwartz. Welcome to Think Fit, Be Fit, effective thinking for potent exercise. I love helping people make good decisions and discover freedom in their body with exercise. I'm a master level muscle activation technique specialist, if you aren't familiar, and I'm here today to talk about the, uh, breaking through some status quo ideas on exercise and specifically females and weightlifting, uh, weightlifting and getting strong has been such a rewarding journey for myself. And that's really what this is about is, you know, bringing that context to my audience. Um, we're constantly fed misinformation about women and weights and fat burning and having, you know, having to be able to do splits. There's a lot of different, uh, ways that we have been misinformed about our bodies and exercise. So keep in mind today while you're listening that it's exercise is about freedom and longevity. It's not about redlining. It's not about hitting splits. It's (laughs) fat burning is a great side effect. But if you don't have a a why, uh, like, start with your why. You're not going to have a lot of long term success in the gym. So this is about longevity of your life in the gym. And it's, about longevity of your body and your physiology. I came into strength training early, uh, probably 15 years old. And I quickly learned that you can get a lot of male attention at the gym, which was, you know, just one benefit. But I had the experience of uh, tearing my knee ligament at that age. And so when I was 15, Fifteen and 16 in the gym it was a continuation of my physical therapy and I enjoyed my time there it was really the first time I was alone doing anything because I was such an avid soccer player and so I was doing something on my own and achieving a goal goals that were not related to a uh, you know a goalie <laughs> and or a track or a softball bat so Uh, a, a relationship grew from there and through the years I'm 35 now I don't have time to do the math but we're gonna say 35 and the the journey that I've had um has also accumulated a lot of injuries and not in a way that uh like a car accident or just you know tripping over something it has been when my when it feels like my body has failed me so tearing my knee ligaments my ACLs and uh doing it that that, those things were happening to me when I was doing things that I loved so I and I didn't know it at the time but there was this relationship that was coming that was growing in a negative way with my body and the sports that I loved. So fast forward, I was still able to go to college and play soccer. That was my major. And then I quit college, which was also pretty, you know, uh, it was also another journey on its own to continue to play soccer. Then I came back to school, and I started learning about physical therapy because of the connections, the positive relationships I had in in those environments in the gym, but then I got led into like this fitness realm and was introduced to muscle activation techniques, which totally opened up my world and put me in a space with uh, lateral thinkers, people that knew how to think about exercise and it was very clear to me that these were my people. So even then that was, you know, 8 years ago, even then I've had um some ups and downs with injury even though I'm a now I I'm, I'm a, a injury prevention expert and I still had trouble. Uh so I've learned so much through those uh learning about the body and That it's, you know, thinking it's vulnerable is completely, um, it really can hurt you with that athletic mindset. And that's what I was developing. But recently I've learned so much more about strength, inner strength, outer strength, internal, external, and how, where it is in me and how I need to draw that out. So, that is i just gave you uh the history of myself and that was 20 years so i'll i'm happy to explore that further in another episode but today i uh have someone that is you know i with me that i look up to um she's a coach and she's my coach uh In weightlifting, so I'm learning – I've taken classes on this before, and I've taken workshops, but the one-on-one attention is by far coaching, and I'm learning – the skill and accuracy of Olympic weightlifting with this young woman. Her name is Rachel Garman.
1: Hello. Um, I'm Rachel Garman, um, and I am a weightlifting coach, um, and I do that full-time now, um, which is kind of amazing to me. As if you had told me 10 years ago that this is what I would be doing full-time with my life um, and helping people and training people, I would have thought you were absolutely crazy. Mm -hmm. Uh, My life didn't start in weight training. Uh, That was a lot of what my older brother did. I was doing dance and ballet And stumbled into a barbell as a joke five years ago and just really never looked back to it, uh, look back. So I'm really excited to be here and talk more about weightlifting. Yeah. Well, uh, it's, you
0: know, it's a lot more than weightlifting, Mm -hmm.
1: right? It is. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) so much more.
0: Yeah. Exercise for me can be hard, uh, because one, I'm such a thinker Mm -hmm. and, I know so much about anatomy yep. and the body that it's really hard to turn it off. I find that getting under the barbell mm-hmm. helps me do that. <laughs>
1: first it's, of all, yep. <laughs> I uh, I joke that lifting is my is my way of yogaing. Some yeah. people can zen out and do yoga and meditate that way, but for me, that happens when I'm squatting or when I'm lifting. Uh, it used to happen when I was running, but I don't run as much as I used to. Mm. Um, but I found strength training allowed me to zone a lot more in. When I'm running, it was still too much in my head. Um, mm-hmm. I used to joke, I was the world's most emotional runner of, I was either having a fantastic time while running <laughs> and unicorns are everywhere, or I was just hating everything about it. Um, and feeling every thought, but with a barbell, there's just something a lot more calming about that strength training and that focus.
0: Yes, uh, I agree. But the, you know, back to what I was saying mm-hmm. at the beginning about these false, you know, these false things mm-hmm. that were fed about exercise. And one is you don't. What she just said, you don't have to get your zen from Mm -hmm. yoga. You know, if your body doesn't like yoga, don't do it. Mm -hmm. You don't have to. (laughs) But you can find it, you know, you can find some really good moments within yourself through the rhythm of mm-hmm.
1: weightlifting, would you say? Rhythm? I would say, yeah, there's definitely mean, there's definitely a rhythm. I mean, even if you're doing reps or sets or if it's high reps, if it's low repetitions of weights, like there's something very methodical about it because your mm-hmm. setup is going to be the same exact setup uh, mm-hmm. you start to find, especially if you've been lifting for a number of years, your setup's the exact same. You know, it's like right foot first, left foot, grab the bar, get under it for a squat. Like that's just your rhythm.
0: Mm-hmm. You find
1: this pattern and this dance with it. And so it's just this very rhythmic routine.
0: Yeah. It's, yeah. So, you know, that, like I said, you just don't have to go into the yoga studio for those experiences. Uh, A lot of runners find it. um, Even walking people find it. Um, Other, I don't know. Do people have this in Zumba? I think so.
1: I mean, I'm always a big believer in like, (laughs) as much as I'm like, I think everyone should weight train and pick up weights and use dumbbells and use barbells. I'm also like whatever floats your boat and whatever Mm -hmm. gets you moving and makes you excited about movement. Cause I think there's such a beautiful thing that can happen in exercise and with movement. And I think people can experience that euphoria. It's just a matter of finding that thing that works for you mm-hmm. um, because there is such, you know, it's you, runner's call it the runner's high. I think in lifting, there is also that same exhilaration moment that happens like after a really good workout when you're just zonked. Um, but other people get it in cycling classes or in Zumba, but there's just that moment that you feel connected to your body and movement mm-hmm. at the same time.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I, so me particularly, the movement that I have found uh, the most zen mm-hmm. inducing, I'm going to go with the clean so far. <laughs> and, you know, it's, so what it has taken me to get my trust built within mm-hmm. my body to be able to do that? Is not anything, not something I can quite capture in words yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, uh, both of my knees have had are, are have torn ACLs. Mm-hmm. So, in the technical sense of that, it, it that's very dangerous mm-hmm. in one way because the ligaments are similar to guardrails. And, you know, you don't really want to use the (laughs) guardrails. You have to use your suspension system to stay on the road. And so what, so I have done the suspension work. Mm -hmm. Like my body is tuned for strength and mobility, which is amazing. Uh, You know, how far I've come in that Mm regard. But. I had never heavy squatted or cleaned or done front squats because of that fear, mm-hmm. because I already, I knew that my knees were incapable of, uh, you know, but the, I, not that I knew, I thought I knew yep. and I was wrong. <laughs> so I'm doing uh heavier lifting mm-hmm. and my body is, you know, flowing into the strength of it. And it's, you know, such a a rewarding experience. So, um, you know, if I can do those kind of lifts mm-hmm. and put that load on my knee, knees, <laughs> um, <laughs> <More than one. laughs> if I can put that load on my knees, you know, I want to ask everyone, mm-hmm. you know, what can you do without your own limitations in your head? You yeah. know, what is the path of. Least resistance to the most rewarding and thing, so uh you know i would en- I encourage my clients to ask themselves, mm-hmm. what is the path of least resistance to get what you want? That is a uh a way for people to think about the reason why that they weight lift and reason why it's so therapeutic mm-hmm. so it was definitely a struggle and something I had to get over, but I'm so in love with now that I trust my body, mm-hmm. I have a process to go through and goals to attain. So that's uh that's me just, you know, evolving. So I hope yeah. everyone catches up <laughs> at some point. <laughs> yeah,
1: and this everyone has the, you know their journeys, but it is especially with weightlifting, um, and you know watching you on that journey and being like, yeah. nope, you can trust that range of motion because uh, uh-huh. it's weightlifting is form, but you know what is form at that point? It's control and it's you know knowing it's form and it's having the mobility and structures in place. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that, then yes, we're not going to go full depth. We're going to work on higher positioning and then work down. But if you've got all those pieces, parts.
0: Mm -hmm. then that
1: you know then it's trusting and connecting everything because it's all like especially the Olympic lifting movements are all their total body everything is firing all systems are going Mm -hmm. and you sync up that rhythm of it Um, yeah but yeah a lot of people they get in their heads I did it when I first learned these lifts I was like there's no way this is ridiculous (laughs) I found a notebook of mine from four years ago where my max clean was 65 pounds and I'm now cleaning like 195 pounds Mm. um the moment a
0: silence (laughs) For those <laughs> lost along the way and all those plates that she smashed on the ground. Smashed so many plates. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, But it was, you know, Sweet. that journey to that strength was learning strength, but it was so much more mental mm. than it was even just adding more weights onto the squat bar and getting stronger. It was a lot of mentally committing to things. Yeah. And trying. Well, I'm impressed. I've been impressed with you since I've met you and learned a little bit
0: about you because you are up against a lot physiologically inside the body. Jeez. Um so the so would you mind talking about like the things that you yeah. know, I I'm referring to that that <laughs> honestly would hold people back mm-hmm. and my let me uh, I'll one second on this uh the motivation for this Mm -hmm. is the other day I was on the Facebook and (laughs) (laughs) there was this meme or motivational square crap (laughs) and it said something along the lines of your spine, even you're in pain and your spine is crumbling and your discs are, it was, ridiculous implying that our body can Mm -hmm. fall apart yep and i said oh my goodness these people that are in pain are empathizing Mm -hmm. and making excuses for themselves when i know the answer is movement Mm -hmm. you know it's not sit still and do nothing uh bad for human (laughs) so uh that was my motivation for bringing this up so Mm -hmm. can you go back Sorry, I interrupted.
1: That's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the two main things I deal with uh, within my body is I uh, deal with hypothyroidism, which for those that don't know, is basically meaning that my thyroid and endocrine system is underactive. Uh, basically, it translates to for exercise that I'm constantly tired and exhausted. Um, so it's a like you talk about the morning struggle to get out of bed, like it's a, it's an additional struggle beyond just coffee. It's just like movement feels sluggish and slow a lot of the time. Um so it's I'm always having to find ways to check in with my own system just to see if I'm actually tired from lifting or I'm just tired because my body's being mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if we can curse on this but <laughs> <laughs> my body's being rude to me. Yeah. Um but uh, the other one that I deal with um that some a lot of women deal with is endometriosis. Mm-hmm. Um and that's a really Big one uh, that affects obviously during my cycle. It affects pain as well as any time during ovulation, mm-hmm. um, and it immediately impacts exercise um, and my life and work.
0: Right? Yeah. So it impacts exercise, being that it's painful. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah.
1: It's yeah. It's um, I mean, it happened two ways. Especially when I was running a lot more, um, mm-hmm. I would have to do such long warm ups with running because if I was ovulating on my cycle, I would get such bad cramps that I'd have to stop um, and continue going. Um, and then it also affects if there are mornings, I will wake up and think everything's great and I feel fantastic. And the moment I get into the gym, it's just this wave of sheer pain, um, that can result in and will often result in me just collapsing on the ground, laying on the ground for hours of like not being able to move. Um, mm. so it, it's, it's one of those things that I can sort of nowadays figure out which days are going to be the worst, but there are other days. Um, I think I posted a video on Instagram a few weeks ago. I was at the gym in the middle of a lifting session, videoing myself, um, to look at my lifts. And instead what I caught was the moment that I had to just sit down on the platform, um, because it was just such a wave of, of my whole body. Hmm. Oh my, yeah. So
0: <laughs> when did, how long ago did this, uh, was it like diagnosed or when did the problems of that start?
1: Um, well, diagnosis in the endometriosis is like community is such a hard thing to find someone to say. That's what it is. Oh, um, okay. It's a very, like, no one calls it that. It's more and more now known, but a lot of people are really hesitant to label things. And uh, for me, I started my menstrual cycles when I was 10. So I was young. Um, <laughs> I was very young. And- Um, I, for so long thought that I just had bad periods. Um, Mm. and we're talking like I'd be in middle school and I would just throw up because the pain was so bad. And it was like, that's normal. Um, and taking pain, you know, it was like, I thought for so long that this is how everyone experienced their cycles was Mm. that it was this bad, that you'd have a day that you would just couldn't do anything because you physically weren't capable. Um, and that you'd be in just like such pain and like, so anemic that it was fine. Um, I eventually took that. I had a nurse practitioner uh when i was i think 18 or 19 who said it might be this thing but my, mm-hmm. at the time my gynecologist was hesitant to do that um and then i had few and far between that just said oh it's bad periods and these are other women which was mm-hmm. just such the shocking thing that it took me going down my own rabbit hole mm-hmm. of journeying and, wow. and starting to find someone and like really learning a lot about advocating and saying like no this is not normal um so recently it was finding a uh gynecologist and I switched offices and I straight up went in and was like, this is an audition to see if I want to stay here with you because I need these things fixed because this isn't, this isn't normal. And this isn't my normal. And like, I can't exist like this.
0: Good for you. I, <laughs> you, I, you, I, don't even think my like dad knows how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, a that's weird real. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> I mean, having, um, enough confidence, uh, is that, that that must have been huge. To I don't know. It was a weird feeling. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean, you don't want to tell you don't know, you know you expect doctors they know everything and they know all these things. Um, but sometimes it is that extra step of they've got a ton of patients. There's a ton of things they're juggling and making sure you're not dying. Um, that there is that extra step that you have to push for a lot of the time. Um, mm-hmm. and especially since it's um women and their cycles and that pain cycle is not always taken seriously. Mhm that getting it to be taken seriously is like this is really severe and impacting like it's not just cramps or it's not ju- it's something beyond that um is such a hard thing.
0: Yeah. So, takeaway for me is uh, you, listening to your body is mm-hmm. not uh, a hoax. It is something doctors, therapists if if you don't if they should listen to it. They if you don't feel heard. Mhm. Just like you know, I mean, if you were at work, Talk you wouldn't it. accept that. Correct, most, most yeah. people, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, if you weren't, you know, if you were even younger and in college, like mm-hmm. you know, you wouldn't let your friends not listen to you. Yeah, like you, you know, you'd say, "Hey, buddy, like that's kind of weird. You're just mm-hmm. dismissing me." So you know, I yeah. So the takeaway is not to put that put up with that in your you know, Mm -hmm. in your healthcare of all things, like health is your number one asset. So, uh, that, uh, I didn't know that story and I'm glad I asked. (laughs) Yep. Uh, when did you figure out, like I figured out exercise was therapeutic for me. I think through my mother's death, that's Mm -hmm. when I was introduced to my formerly enjoyed yoga practice. (laughs) (laughs) no just hate it now another episode (laughs) and uh i realized that that i had more i had more control over my emotions than Mm -hmm. i thought i did i was that was a young i was 18 or so when i figured that out but then what for you when did you figure out that lifting could be somewhat helpful to dealing with Un- un- unpredictable Ooh. pain, pretty much, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Um. I mean, it's you know, if we're gonna unpack a lot of things, ah, uh, we'll unpack, <laughs> uh, we'll unpack the box. Um, r- really, with like backing up, even to just exercise in general, I discovered running first. Um, mm. and that was a way to deal with. Um, like getting over bulimia Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i needed something else to do boom 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 (laughs) um so like with bulimia you get that addiction to fix yourself and solve problems and like with running i found an escape mechanism but running wasn't the thing because running would just get me so worked up in ways um that when i discovered lifting it allowed this just huge shift to happen within me um Mm -hmm. and i've written a few posts about like what lifting meant but it's allowed this like cataclysm of learning science and things of like, you can't lift if you're not fueled properly. Mm -hmm. And it just forced this change of, you know, finally being able to see what I was capable of. There's something about lifting a barbell, adding weights to it and using your body in such a, you know, beautiful manner Mm -hmm. that is powerful. Like there's something so powerful about that moment. And yes, it can be incredibly frustrating when it goes wrong. um, But I think that's the beauty of it is those, those precise moments where it just syncs up just perfectly. Yeah. You know,
0: I mean, every business expert and, you know, podcast I listen <laughs> to on self-improvement, I'm a self-improvement junkie. <laughs> and uh, they all want, they urge people to not only reflect, mm-hmm. but put a spotlight on those ba- failures, yeah. right? And those uh, really troubling Spot, so whether that's a lift or whether that's i don't let's see <laughs> what's normal gen stuff running over a curb. <laughs> did you learn something did you learn something <laughs> from that yeah uh i'm an adult and i have to take care of it that's yep. what i learned and
1: <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's there's a i mean there's a joke in lifting if it's like you pick things up and you put them back down mm-hmm. uh which for me translates into life with you know you look at depression or anxiety and, um you know those types of things i deal with if it's like okay well i'm here at the gym i have to pick this thing up and i have to put it back down and there's you can just get in this mm-hmm. rhythm of doing it and you're like okay i've accomplished the thing Um, and lifting is not necessarily vertical. It is linear. Mm. Um, there's a phrase, I don't know where I picked it up from. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's moving dirt. Okay. Some days you move a lot of dirt from the pile into the, like the growth pile. And some days you're just taking a speck of dirt into the good pile, like, you know, moving forward and like, you just accept the days that you are moving dirt, whatever the amount. Got it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're still moving, Mm -hmm. which is one of the most important things for managing chronic Mm -hmm. disease, illness, injury, is we have to keep moving. And the science uh, and the things that I read really Mm -hmm. support and have the reader go back to thinking, what is the human form Mm -hmm. good at? What is it meant to do? And one of those things that it's meant to do is detect danger mm-hmm. and feel stress. So in a mindfulness, mindfulness approach to lifting, which is what we're talking yep. about really, <laughs> is you know enjoying the process yes. and trusting your body mm-hmm. and trusting the process and being open to criticism, feedback. Mm-hmm. gains failures <laughs> wins and sometimes weird stuff that happens yep. when you're lifting you learn, yeah I mean, chafing exactly that,
1: it, embrace it embrace it well, i mean it's <laughs> and it's even on you know, exactly yeah. i have so many my hands are so rough um but you know with with lifting and with any you know endometriosis and really any women on their cycle your body changes when you're lifting mm-hmm. your body your joints loosen up on that in that time and so yeah. you you speaking of mindfulness like You have to be so aware of what the body's doing. I'm aware because my body's giving me all these beautiful pain signals. So I know Mm -hmm. exactly what's firing and deciding not to fire some days. Um, But it's being very aware those weeks of you have a lot of strength those weeks, which Mm -hmm. is the weird thing. But you're also very susceptible.
0: (laughs) Um, Would you have any advice for building
1: awareness and listening to your body? It's a lot of tuning in. Um I do video feedback which some people don't do well for lifting. Okay. The yeah. reason being is I'll think of how it is in my mind and then see if that's correct and associating uh pictures with that of like oh did I do that thing exactly right. Um but at the end of the day it's slowing down the movement mm. and just really building like what is each piece of the puzzle doing. Um often before I lift I rock back and forth on my feet mm. as if that's, I can feel the yeah. ground, if I can get grounded there then I can root up and get everything else set.
0: Yeah, that's good advice. I have a lot of people do their own range of motion assessments. Yep. Um, As, you know, I've been gifted with this great talent for MAT, (laughs) and uh, one of the main things that has always helped me is range of motion Mm -hmm. assessment on my own body. And one of those things was really easy for me because with this knee injury one of my knees wouldn't straighten. (laughs) So if I got it to straighten, I was gold star out the wazoo for the day. I was like, Oh my God. That, and you know, sometimes it was like a simple quad pump, Mm -hmm. you know, like, uh, like even just 15 pounds on the leg extension just got me, uh, mobility gains Mm -hmm. for, you know, that took me one minute. So, That, I say, going back to range of motion is something I urge my clients to Mm -hmm. do.
1: Um, Is that how you teach it to your clients? I do, yeah. I mean, we always – I'm very much a big fan of, like, active warm-ups. I really don't like just sitting someone on a treadmill and, you know, go for five minutes and Mm. then we'll start the session um, because I want to see how they're moving that day. Um, yeah. especially with, I train people who sit in an office all day, nine to five. So well, we need to, you know, wake up a lot of different pieces, um, of the body. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's seeing, you know, moving their body through, it's doing inchworms, it's doing different things, uh, rollbacks, you know, roll arounds. Like sometimes a lot of my warmups, even for myself, look like I'm just rolling on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's purposely kind of, that sending... is a weightlifting
0: <laughs> thing. It I've, is.
1: I've,
0: they <laughs> love, yeah. Hitting some, what they would call primal movements. Yes. People really connect with that. I do not. Uh, And I had a kettlebell instructor uh, who was really big into that, and he would make me crawl on the floor, and I hated it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and there's also, like, the yoga rollbacks, feet over the head, and it's a lot of just, like, that waking up the system. It's kind of waking up, you know, especially in Olympic weightlifting where you're using pretty much every muscle of your body when it lifts. Yeah, I've learned that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's kind of waking those assessments. But, yeah, even for clients, it's just – it's interims. It's seeing, you know – Where are the hips at? Where are the shoulders at? Are things tight? You know, do they sit all day? What's, you know, are they carrying all the stress in their shoulders? Like, these are all things I need to know very quickly into a session with them. Mm. Um, And I teach them to also assess for themselves. Um, There's nothing better for me than when I see a client just working out on their own in the gym and they're doing these things and they're taking that time beforehand and not just running into their workout and hoping for the best.
0: Yes. (laughs) I call that the red line mentality.
1: (laughs) It only works for so long.
0: <laughs> it yeah i mean it really yeah it's it, it'll it'll get you by for like the days where you really need the mental stimulation mm-hmm. and uh it'll really get you by on those i think like the initial like 3 weeks yeah. of any program mm-hmm. you kind of hit the gas pedal and you're like wee great. And, <laughs> it's great this is the best exercise pinterest yes <laughs> and um then yeah so Uh, there's a time and place for it. Mm -hmm. Is the point? Yes. (laughs) But uh, what else? Oh well, I had um, you know, one thing to offer, which was you know when you, um, I picked up that integrative journal Mm -hmm. article that I sent over, and it was integrative medicine is more about aligning the body and mind Mm -hmm. and potentially um your social environment as mm-hmm. well so one uh i think it you know girl females that can be open about this stuff mm-hmm. is going to make any other female more successful at lifting yes so oh, you know that would go under the new way to think about exercise and the bad, taking away the bad habit of just looking for the list of exercises mm-hmm. that are going to make you feel good about yourself, and guess what? No, no. you still hate yourself, <laughs> and yeah, you still look goofy. It's doing yeah. those exercises because, yeah,
1: it's yeah, it's such a strange uh, journey with lifting. Of you know, you see, like my perspective on it has changed. Like I am honestly probably my body looks the best it's ever looked, and mm-hmm. I'm not focused on that at all. For like first time in my life, in the last you know nine months with really just deciding that you know this is um 100% what I do now is weightlifting it used to be I'd still run I'd still listen I was like no this is my body responds best to this and I like this um I'm not in it to look good but there's been added entertaining benefits so if I look mm-hmm. in the mirror and go wow um but that never happened years ago when it was the oh I gotta work out or I gotta do this workout that's you know the booty builder workout mm-hmm. which does not build your booty um clamshells yeah. suck <laughs> they're great <laughs> activators uh, for deadlifts yeah um <laughs> all the deadlifting. Um, uh, (laughs) So you know, it's you people get stuck in this. I don't think it's a healthy mentality to go into exercise to you know want to look better. I don't think Mm -hmm. that should be your prime goal. I think that's an okay goal to have, but I think you know I very much believe in that. You need to be okay with yourself where you are right now, Mm -hmm. and then you can you know find the movement thing that works to you. If you're okay where you, if you like yourself, accept yourself love yourself where you are right now Mm -hmm. that allows you to be mindful as you try these things as you start to see well do i like zumba do i like yoga do Mm -hmm. i like this style and if you're in it to just improve yourself because you hate yourself or you're upset how you look and this it's just this exercise becomes this negative feedback loop
0: Mm, yeah yeah it's a it can be a practice of Mm self-hate absolutely that is a huge topic and (laughs) I it's one of the red flags that I see Mm -hmm. and when I'm intaking clients like I'm trying to help people build a holistically strong body yes you know and neuromuscularly and all the tidbits of MAT Mm -hmm. which is you know neither near it here or there but it's the red flag goes up if I can see that practice mm-hmm. of i can't go uh, i have to get my 30 miles in every week because and it's because of something mm-hmm. out of their control
1: yeah an external factor so It's, it's very fascinating because I see it when I talk to people, there's a friend of mine who we always go to this improv conference and she and I are very big on working out and it's just because it feels good to me. My body responds well when I move it every day. That's not saying I'm lifting every day, but sometimes like, especially with getting the endocrine system flowing or keeping inflammation down, I just need to move it in some way. Mm -hmm. And she and I will always be talking to people because we go and work out and it's because it makes us feel good and we like it and we enjoy, you know, doing different things. Um, And we get this negative feedback of like, well, what, can't you take a break? Can't you do this? And mm. I just want to sit down with those people and be like, what happened with you and exercise that made you just have such this visceral reaction to people working out? Mm. Um, and it's the same conversation of people are like, oh, it's so cool what you do. I could never do that. I'm like, that's okay. You don't have to. What's the thing that works for you and what's going to keep you moving and going forward?
0: Yeah. And then, yeah, I get that uh, all the time. You know, when I see friends that I haven't seen in a while, they're like, you look great and you look like this and Mm -hmm. I'm like okay thanks that's nice and uh, I also feel awkward right now Um, (laughs) you look like you lost
1: 10 pounds I haven't but thank you yeah
0: (laughs) um, and I kind of lost my thought there but um, (laughs) it's um, you know the science backs you up on that Mm -hmm. hardcore Uh, there's this awesome book that it Mm -hmm. I want to say it's seven years old. It's called Spark, Your Brain on Exercise. guy's name is John Rady, R-A-T-E-Y. And he is so, he's a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. And each chapter is a different way that exercise primes your brain Mm -hmm. for learning, for healing, for uh, good moods. Bad moods, addiction, how exercise can, um, you know, bridge these gaps of from mental Mm -hmm. illness and behavior to, you know, getting better at everything they do. Mm -hmm. So, learning and the brain are they're primed, and one of those ways that it's primed is through movement. So that's, you know, that's one, there's a whole book on that. (laughs) (laughs) And it is awesome. I should probably read it again because he tweets often and it's, yeah, uh, I'm always like I got to get back I got to get that book back It in. sets you yeah. yeah you
1: it's... have you know things it's you know I've done marathons before uh which cracks me up. Uh i <laughs> I'm not you know you look at me I'm not I'm not a runner body type. I don't know why. You did the
0: goofy challenge, didn't you? I did the
1: dope yeah. Where you do a 5k, Whatever. a 10k, a half marathon and a marathon. <laughs> and that was my first marathon. Um I don't recommend that as your first marathon. <laughs> Um, and I hated the experience cause I did it because I just was doing it. Yeah. Um, which is so weird to go into a marathon and be like, I'm just doing it. <laughs> um, and I was set up these expectations for myself that I wasn't in the moment of it. And I always describe this cause it was my, I hated it. I hated every step of it. I, there, the finish line photos of me, I'm just pissed. Yeah. I was like, my time Ooh. sucked. This was terrible. I hated everything. Yeah. Um, and I tell people that are ever doing their first race in any race, be it any distance. I'm like, just enjoy it. Just see where your body takes you. Embrace um, the chafe. Embrace the, oh so much chafe. Um, <laughs> and I and I had just such I just hated it um that I, you know, I was like, well, I gotta go back and do another one. Uh, <laughs> it's not a normal thought process of try it again. And it took a few tries, uh my fourth one, that I finally was like, I'm not gonna listen to music. I didn't listen to music while I was training, and it was still a rough training cycle. Um but by that point, I was really still into weightlifting when I did my last one. This was 2016 was the last marathon I yeah, did. Yeah, um, But I was really into weightlifting. And I was able to take those weightlifting, those days of like some days in weightlifting are fantastic and some are bad, but you're still improving. And so that's like being able to take from weightlifting and apply that to running of like some runs are great, some are bad. Mm-hmm. And just listen and hone in. Um, but it was also like a, yeah, running's not really on my, my thing. Um, I'll do a few miles now and then as your
0: MAT <laughs> specialist, I approve.
1: <laughs> yeah. <not> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I've only met a few people
1: that are like born to run. Yeah. I'm not born to run. Yeah. I've confided it's, every it's step a, of the way. You learn, uh, yeah. You learn a lot about yourself and some lonely miles. Um, <laughs> but I get the same, you know, uh, oh, we'll call it the high, I get the same high, I get the same euphoria from weightlifting. And it's honestly, it's not as hard on my body, um, especially mm. with endometriosis. It's mm-hmm. not as hard on my body somehow. And, I, and I, I, everything you read about, you know, what your central nervous system goes through with lifting doesn't make sense, but somehow it is easier in my body. I can go in and it's the reps and sets and there's the rest and it's hitting things and it's, you know, hitting that Stability, which you don't have in running running you're jostling everything every which way inside yeah. um yeah and so it's you know while running can be good for me it's like weightlifting was really the thing that made it a lot easier yeah for me to consistently work out and say okay
0: did you did you enjoy i'm back i'm going back i'll go back go back did you <laughs> enjoy can you connect any of this to the the mindset or what you learned in ballet
1: yeah you with ballet and especially point um you learn a lot about having to trust yourself yeah um because you're not going to stand up and you're not going to complete the move um but also it's ballet is such this um beauty of line and extension Mm -hmm. that you learn how to make your body longer than it actually is Mm -hmm. and it's that aspect of you know they have teachers and everyone says it's you dance through your toes and through your fingernails and you do you have to have this extension and posture. Um, mm-hmm. And so that the posturing for some of the lifts came easier. I was not aggressive because mm-hmm. my first, if you, you know, we can flip back through and see early videos of me lifting was this very graceful movement um, And I've learned to be more aggressive while still keeping that, you know, posture and beauty of it. But ballet, you can't think about the audience. You're thinking about the fluidity of it. Like you learn the steps. There's always that point where you're blocky, you learn the steps and then you do Mm -hmm. the thing. Yeah. And that's that moment you just turn off and go.
0: I have a lot of respect for that. (laughs) And you know, all my former ballerina friends, which I have a lot, you meet a lot of them in (laughs) MAT. It's, it's true because of the, all the injuries they've acquired, you end up in either doing Pilates, teaching it or some Mm -hmm. version of, you know, Small muscle lifting. control. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know uh you know, I really am I'm ready to kinda uh shut this down. And <laughs> but the the other science point I wanted to bring up was you know, is about pain science mm-hmm. and trusting your body. Mm-hmm. So for those of you out there that do struggle with um You're battling your body, Mm -hmm. whether that be autoimmune, uh, tightness, uh, chronic injury, that we are wired for movement and movement can help you build a relationship with your pain in a positive way. And I say that based on a a book called The Pain Handbook, Mm -hmm. and it's for practitioners clinicians and even i guess advanced patients people that have really been through it Mm -hmm. with the pain and what it what it teaches the reader is um pain is one made in the brain and when there is something dangerous happening your nervous system isn't an alarm system so it'll detect the danger mm-hmm. uh, make it aware in your brain and then your brain makes the pain and that signal gets sent to the tissue. So the shocking thing about all this new stuff that they're learning about pain is there's not really pain re- there's not re- pain receptors in the joints. there's receptors for you know things that can go wrong. Mm-hmm. However, um, this feedback loop is telling the pers- the human that there's, you know, danger and that they need to stop whatever they're doing. That's what pain is. Stop what you're doing and pay attention <laughs> uh, or just stop moving. <laughs> and so uh, the one way that he – David Butler is the author – The one way that people, uh, that David Butler teaches this is he's, there's two acronyms, SIMS versus DIMS, dangers in me versus safeties in me. Mm -hmm. So danger in me could be um, the tightness and anxiety that you feel when the dentist drill turns on. Mm -hmm. You're in safe hands. I know. I trust my dentist anyways. (laughs) She's great. (laughs) And uh, She even, you know, uh, has a massage chair and uh, hot wax things to put your hands in. She's all about getting the safety thing going. Mm-hmm. And so, but you hear that drill yep. and you're like, oh my, you know, something, that anxiety can build up and make that something hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, or you perceive that it's going to hurt and then it hurts more. And so there's some, you know, historical context and emotional context That makes the pain worse. Uh, Another danger in me would be if one time you were walking and you uh, took a curb the wrong way, like Mm -hmm. you know that buckling, it happens, but let's say that buckling like caused a sprained ankle. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, after the healing or the swelling goes down and the tissues healed, that signal is still on. Mm -hmm. So, if you hit that curb again, you might actually get the same, deg- same pain. Mm-hmm. Maybe in a lesser degree. Maybe the same degree. But since that pathway is still there, and you're validating it, and mm-hmm. uh, you can make the whole episode worse. Yeah. So that's what he describes as a danger in me. A safety in me is this podcast. It's very safe. It's very safe. And (laughs) if, so if you take, you know, what we're saying as, you know, trust your body, uh, that can be a safety reminder, almost like a mantra. Mm Uh, your body is strong. Your body is resilient. Your body is all the medicine cabinet you need. Sometimes Mm -hmm. not all the time, but you can elicit the body to heal on its own. Mm -hmm. And having a mantra like that, As you're moving and working through uh, your small movements to, say, get your mobility or get out of pain or get out of discomfort, um, that can open up a positive channel for movement. So it takes some time. It takes some patience. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) A good example of it is, like, people with sciatica. Mm -hmm. So sciatica is an overactive nerve, and the nerve can – for those of you that have it, the nerve can – get really fired up Mm -hmm. and so that happens for some mechanical reasons uh being like the hips muscle tightness around the hips um in the back and regardless even if that tightness goes away you can um the nerve itself can still get fired up without the the any tissue damage Mm -hmm. so it you really have to sit there with your um First of all, you have to find exercises to help you get through that mobility problem. So MAT specialists, sometimes chiropractors are good at this, um, ART, et cetera. I'm mm-hmm. just going to go revert back <laughs> to MAT every time. And you have to find these exercises, mobilities. Uh, nerve flossing is a really good one. Mm-hmm. And you have to work through them with the mindset that your body is strong. You will get through it. and you're setting yourself up for a good workout and that good workout might happen three days from now Mm -hmm. from then, but that good workout might just be, uh, you know, getting some, uh, light reps in, Mm -hmm. um, with no pain. Like that can be a win for you that day. That can be, um, but you know, you're just setting yourself up for more movement. And as you teach your body that it's okay, You're kind of teaching. You're actually speaking the Mm -hmm. language of the nervous system. And so I call those movement pathways for my clients. These are how you communicate to your body that you're getting a safety. This is a sim, safety in me. And other than that, um, do you have anything else you wanted to add? (laughs) I mean, because, yeah. (laughs) Oh, see? Goals. (laughs)
1: um
0: yeah do you have anything you'd like to add and then we'll close up i
1: I agree with everything okay (laughs)
0: um uh, rachel's super active on instagram and it's it's funny um i make fun of myself she makes fun of herself (laughs) and that is great um from either of us you're not gonna get like a whole lot of exercise tips (laughs) and (laughs) hmm, booty blasters however one of our plans is to actually blast the booty blasters yep just make fun of them.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: well, <laughs> They're great
1: activation tools. Yeah. Know. They're just not going to build your butt the way they, you think they're going to build your butt. Yeah.
0: And, you know, maybe even, I don't know, like on Fashion Police, you know, when they... <laughs> <laughs> did you watch Fashion Police? I did, yes. Okay. Tramp or... <laughs> <laughs> Tramp or uh, Starlet. Yes. We could have plastic surgery or
1: weightlifting. Mm, That'd be fun. I like it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Anyways. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and comment, like, dislike. Just give me some feedback on Facebook and Instagram at impact underscore your underscore fitness.